18 days, 18 days until my wedding. I don't need to tell brides and grooms, but this is a very busy time. So I am, of course, doing something totally not related to my wedding and kind of ignoring the list of things I have to do. Okay, let's go. I'm Carly McGuire, and this is Not What I Planned. Who has seen a lot of weddings lately on their social media feeds? If you're someone who had to postpone your wedding, it's hard not to be jealous, mad, frustrated by the couples who made the decision to go on as planned this summer. I keep thinking, wow, I could have just had my wedding. But yeah, no, it wouldn't have been the wedding I wanted, and I wouldn't have felt great about it. I'm not at all shaming those couples or the guests that attend. Those are personal choices, and this is not a place of judgment. It's just hard to have a constant reminder of what I'm not having. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate. But the wedding I'm about to have, while much, much smaller is the wedding I feel great about. And I'm almost getting sad at the idea of no longer being a fiance and planning a wedding. It's given some momentum to the last five depressing, challenging months, and I'll miss it. Don't worry, I'm excited as hell to marry Lucas. Partly because Lucas has this awesome family, including a brother named Glenn, who introduced me to this week's guest. Carrie is a teacher in Maryland, and much like Kaylin, she and I talked well before I changed up my plans, and we were in that few weeks after things started to reopen, where we all kind of looked around and nodded our heads and patted ourselves on the back thinking we had done a bomb-ass job and COVID was gone. It's so cute and so stupid at the same time. Anyway, back to Carrie. I talked to Carrie the first week of June, just days before what was supposed to be her June 6th wedding. I know, it's such a bummer. I'm like trying to put in the back of my mind how excited I would have been at this moment. (laughs) Carrie and her fiancé Gavin met right after she graduated from Towson University in Maryland. Carrie says they started dating pretty soon after they met through mutual friends. Fast forward five years, and the two are ready to take a huge step. No, not marriage. Buying a home together. Our realtor called me earlier in the week and said, um, you know, this Saturday, do you want to go? Just kind of take a look around the house, walk through, um, check on all the progress that the current owners are making. Carrie thinks, well, this sounds legit. Their rental is close by, never hurts to check on the house if you can. I think, I I don't know, I'm still freaking renting. And so we walked there, our realtor let us in the house, and then he had a phone call to take outside. Um, And that's when Gavin proposed in the house. Um, So that was really special. And then we went back to the rental house that we were living in, opened the door, and both of our families and a bunch of my girlfriends that live out of town were there to surprise us, um, which was amazing. And then he said, we have reservations for a late lunch. And we went into this restaurant, and there was just tons of our friends sitting there waiting for us. And so we just partied the rest of the day. Give it up for Gavin, everyone. 
a non-suspicious, well-executed proposal. Family and friends there to celebrate, no one forcing a last-minute manicure on Carrie. That morning I went to the gym and didn't shower because <laughs> I just thought we were going to take a look at the house real quick. Um, so I was in sweats, hair in a bun, looking like a hot mess. Were you a hot mess at your engagement or did your friends make sure you were primped or did he propose at a moment you were already dressed up? Let me know. Carrie and Gavin got engaged in February 2019 and knowing she wanted a spring or summer wedding, she'd be looking at a 14 to 18 month engagement as it was. I don't want to say panicked, but we slightly panicked at the fact that people were already we thought we had time to look at venues and things like that. We were like, people are already have these things set for that June. So we just started looking around the next week, pretty much, um, and found a venue we liked, found the, you know, the perfect date. Again, I don't need to tell couples this, but you don't realize how short a year is until you're looking at wedding dates and booking vendors. Carrie gets her date, her main vendors, and about a year after her engagement, it's time to dive back in and work on the details leading up to her June 6th date. Yeah, this is the part where we talk about her COVID moment. Thinking back on it, it felt like it was moving in slow motion, but if that, but when you actually look at the time frame, it all happened so fast. Carrie is a high school teacher. She goes to work the week after her first dress fitting in March, and everyone's talking about this virus. Did you hear they might shut schools down? They might extend spring break by a week. It's unbelievable. Those two weeks of school closures change a lot for the whole world, but also for Carrie. While it was still in the back of my head that this could postpone it, I, we still didn't believe it. My parents were like, this can't, they can't shut everything down. It, it can't, they're gonna figure it out. Um, and then as those two weeks kept going and we kept seeing the numbers go up and up and up and things closing, 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 um, we, I think it was early, end of March, early April, we, we kind of realized we had to make the decision. Um, and so I'm pretty sure it's like April 1st or 2nd, we, uh, we decided to postpone to December. December. That is a cold month in Maryland, if you aren't familiar. It's cold, it's damp, it's dreary. It's not usually ever that snowy. It's just kind of there. Not really what Carrie had in mind. I don't like the winter. I hate the cold. My dress is not meant for a winter wedding. I mean, their venue is not really outdoorsy, um, luckily, but I was just, this doesn't feel like me, but everyone was like, it's, it'll be Christmas time, it'll be beautiful. And so that kind of lifted my spirits for a little bit. I was like, okay, yeah, it, and it'll be done by December, so that's fine. And then... But something doesn't feel right. Not just the winterness of it all, but the reports and the headlines that warn there'll be a second wave in the fall and winter. Did Carrie really want to do this all over again? 
So we reached out to the vendor and kind of just said, what, what do you have for next May, June, July, 2021? Um, you know, what, what do you have available? And they had two Saturdays and it was the last Saturday in May. And then it was June 5th, which is essentially exactly a year. And, um, when my mom and I heard that it was almost like it was meant to be. And it just immediately felt better in, in, you know, just in my heart, I was just like, I think this is what we need to do. Um, and so we talked to our vendors, um, and all of them were available June 5th, 2021. I had, don't know how that is possible. So we just said, let's do it. And so it was early May. We just said, let's just push it a whole year. I would be lying if I said I wasn't jealous of all these couples whose vendors all just had their second and third choice wedding date available. It's not the experience I had, which is part of the reason I'm not having the big party at home next year. I am at square one. But Carrie isn't. She and Gavin are going to have a June 5th, 2021 wedding. It's another 12 months of being engaged, but Carrie just gets to take a break from this now very fraught emotional process. And my headspace right now is not in planning a wedding if I don't know that it's gonna happen. And like a lot of couples, Carrie says it's tough to wait another year to be Gavin's wife. But she doesn't need to be married right now to feel committed. What she needs is her friends and family to help her celebrate this union. And it's just the reality of it of it is, is I've, like most girls, been dreaming about this day for a very long time. And I don't want to have to make, you know, any changes if, if not necessary. Thanks so much to Carrie for not only doing an interview with me, but for waiting two months for me to publish it. Carrie is going to be teaching remotely for at least the rest of 2020. So send her some good thoughts. Teachers miss their students so much. So I know staying at home isn't what any teacher wants, but be patient with them and figure out a way you can support them. Even if you don't have kids in school, there's got to be a way you can support a teacher you know. Carrie says it's a huge relief to know that they don't have to think about the December wedding and are looking forward to next June. Going to take the last few minutes here to update the USPS situation. Um, you know, it's, it's just a lot worse. Mailboxes are being picked up. Mail sorters are being removed from the USPS facilities. The Postmaster General, Louis DeJoy, will testify in front of the House next week but it's all pretty meaningless if the Senate doesn't do anything to help fund the post office. So a lot of the action items from last week remain the same. Call your senators, email them, buy stamps. A good friend asked me if sending stuff in the mail would help show support for the post office or strain its resources. I don't think either is really true. The election is honestly like a piece of cake for the post office compared to the holiday season. So if all 40 million of my listeners, yes, I do have that many, it's crazy, I know, sent a letter, it wouldn't put a burden on postal workers. 
But nothing I've read suggests the government is tracking usage of the USPS as a success metric. So if you're going to send a letter, just do it to make someone happy. But what's clear is that this mess won't get cleaned up so easy. So make a plan to vote and vote safely. I see a lot of tweets saying, oh, well, you can just drop your mail-in ballot off at a election site. That's not true for some states like Missouri, where it has to be mailed back in. Do your homework for your state. Find out what is required of you to get a mail-in ballot if you can and how you can return it. If you can return it via a Dropbox or in the mail, double check your signature on your driver's license matches the one you sign your ballot with. That dinky little stylus and pad you signed when you got your driver's license, that's the election worker's control signature, so it needs to be close or it might get rejected. If you can't mail in a ballot, check to see if your state has early in-person voting. If you can't do either of those things, make a plan to safely vote in person on election day. Finally, help one person who might not be thinking of this and help make their plan. All votes should count. All right, everyone, that's it for me this week. As always, please share, subscribe, rate on whatever you listen to this podcast on. Anyone with a story is welcome to reach out. Not what I planned at gmail.com. Not what I planned, all one word. I'm Carly McGuire, and this is Not What I Planned. Talk to you next time.